1: Welcome in and thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Action Lines. We uh, kicked off just about 15 minutes ago, so it'd be a quick 15 minutes. And here we are opening up the Action Line right now, 8.11 the time and 34 for us out the door. Watch out for that dense fog. We mentioned it a few times. Our listeners have actually chimed in a little bit and Uh, Let us know things are looking okay out there, but just uh, some spots a little worse than others. Looks like downtown starting to break up here just a bit, so I wanted to thank you again for making us part of your morning commute, and with that, welcome on our first guest, Jake Wilbanks from Special Kids here in Murfreesboro. Jake, good morning.
2: Good morning, Nick. It's uh, good to be here this morning.
1: All righty. Well, thanks for joining us and uh, giving us a few minutes and taking the early slot here on the action line. Um, Wanted to ask you guys, and and as we catch up, I know we've uh, had you on just maybe two months ago or so as we kind of took a look at the end of 2020 and kind of look back at how things were for you guys. I wanted to start off and just update the listeners on how your guys' day-to-day operations are looking. Are, are things trending in the right direction, opening up a little bit? I know so much of what you guys do is uh, you know, one-on-one with your patients, and it's, it's a little difficult in these times to, to make that work, but uh, tell us how things are looking on the day-to-day.
2: Absolutely and uh, the last time that we spoke you know it was getting close to the end of 2020 and and some of the things that we're going to talk about here in just a couple minutes really highlight just the the fortune that we've been able to see and you know being able to end Last year, on such a high note, really gave us just a ton of momentum uh, coming into this new year. So we've been really blessed by all of that, and we're blessed to see where things are going. We have some great trajectory going through the year. Uh, As far as day-to-day operations go, you know, we continue to be safe uh like like anybody else uh just the the nature of the, the families and, and the kids that we're seeing that to be extra careful so we continue to follow the protocols that we set back in the summer uh after we had to close our campus and reopen we're still following all those protocols and we've seen some great success from that so everybody is just continue to follow those uh, we're just just trucking along so we're just uh doing what we can
1: And I know the group over at at the office, they they love seeing those kids every day. That's such a a part of why they do what they do Uh, and, you know, kind of throwing out a wide net here. But how are the folks back at the office? How's everybody else who wasn't able to join us this morning? And uh, and how's everything going for them? I, I assume well.
2: They're good. The The ones that I get to see, I, I know we're all doing well. I've not heard it otherwise, so we're, we're still doing great. Uh, I get to see mostly the people at our development office right next to the therapy building most days, but uh, we, we still get to Zoom with each other even though we're right across the parking lot. So everybody in therapy, nursing, uh, they're, they're all doing great.
1: And let folks know uh, where you guys are located. That's over on Main Street. Everybody knows where Sir Pizza and all those wonderful places are. You guys are just kind of right next door to there.
2: Sure, just right down the road there, uh, not far at all from the MTSU campus. We're on East Main Street.
1: Fantastic. Well, as we uh, get set to talk about the Hope Drive, and that's uh, the main reason we wanted to bring you in this morning, um, talk about if you would, uh, you know, briefly some of the things this Hope Drive goes for, and this is your guys' big end of the year fundraiser. But we talked a little bit about the day to day. For people who might not be familiar, uh, what does Special Kids do exactly? I know you guys, you guys work with, uh, you know, children who are medically medically fragile, and and work in rehab with them. And uh, you know, again, hats off to you guys for being able to continue that this year. It's it's really an incredible thing. Um, but to give more detail, what 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 do you guys uh, do on the day to day with these uh, with these kids? Sure.
2: For those that may may not know, maybe you've never heard of special kids, or maybe this is you know your first time hearing about it. So we are a Christian a nonprofit. Therapy and Nursing Center. Uh, we Our mission statement is to serve Jesus Christ by caring for his children. So we take care of a lot of different children, uh, some with developmental uh, issues or, or other things like that. So we offer a lot of different, uh, it's, it's better just to, to say what we do on campus, which is we provide physical therapy, feeding therapy, occupational therapy, uh, nursing services for some of our children that require more hands-on care all day. Uh, but at our therapy building, we take care of a lot of those things just throughout the day parents can come in uh drop their kids off and and pick them back up so we do a lot of different things and we have uh just an amazing team that's able to take care of that for us and uh and it's just it's a really cool thing that we're able to do Uh, we've been around for a little over two decades now Uh, and so we're just we're just really blessed to to be able to continue that mission especially coming off of uh, a year that's been especially challenging for us but has provided such a great opportunity uh, for projects and campaigns like the hope drive that we're able to talk about um just because this was a campaign that we started in October uh, and we came out and we had a goal of raising $400,000, which especially coming off of last year, I mean, we set that goal and that was very ambitious to say the least. We were seeing that and thinking, okay, we'll see if we get here. It was a very pie-in-the-sky goal but we were thinking, hey, maybe if just the stars align just the right way, we can get there. Uh, And so we're especially thankful for all of our community, all of our donors, all of our supporters. We wanted to give a special shout-out this morning to, uh, to John Floyd and the employees that work with him. And he's one of our uh, biggest supporters, and we met with him uh, towards the latter end of last year and came up to him and said, hey, you know, we want uh, you to be a part of this campaign. And so he came back to us and said, hey, I will match any gift up to $200,000. So that was a huge, huge uh, portion of that. So just being able to offer to people, having a matching gift to, to come out there with, uh, we wanted to give him a special shout out and ended up uh, raising over half a million dollars, which is just to, to be able to surpass that goal uh, and to reach 500,000 plus, uh, it's, it's phenomenal.
1: Well, that's incredible and you know one of the things that makes you guys unique is, is things like the hope drive and and um, you know the race you guys do each year things like that is kind of what helps you guys survive that's you know you mentioned being a non-profit those things are so important but in 2020 and 2021 a lot of those events are harder to do than ever so uh, you know you guys certainly had a unique task carved out for you uh, and it looks like you're able to to persevere and, and kind of run that thing right over and, and exceed expectations
2: absolutely and, and like I said uh, you know 2020 was whenever everything started you don't really know what okay what's the fallout of this going to be what's the impact of this whenever it's quote unquote over what are we going to be looking at and so for 2020 to end up being one of our biggest years we had a team meeting the other day and obviously i won't go into exact specifics but for that to be one of our biggest years ever for our development team when it comes to fundraising i mean that's just a huge testament uh to this entire community and even people that were donating outside of Murfreesboro and and just so our listeners know maybe if you're listening to this and you donate to Hope Drive first off thank you uh but for those of you that uh didn't or this is maybe the first time you're hearing about it that money and and what we've build it as and what we told people was that that money is going to our families which any donation of course comes to our families but uh that money is also going towards uh some technology needs on campus updating some things which of course in turn goes towards our care uh and just preparing for future growth i mean that puts us in such a great position for 2021 and just going forward and being able to look forward to that that's you know not a place that we necessarily knew that we would be uh, nine months ago
1: And you mentioned, you know, different
2: technology updates,
1: things that you guys need on campus. It's not just as simple as keeping the lights on and and keeping the employees there, but um, and and a lot of the volunteers you guys depend on as well. But, um, you know, what what are some of those things if, uh, you know, you could go into detail that, you know, some of these things folks might uh, not know about that that are some of these big money items, uh, technology updates, things like that, that folks might say, well, I didn't realize there was so much to that. But, you know, I I could see uh, I could see why these volunteer opportunities and fundraisers are, are so important.
2: Sure. As much as I can go into detail about it, I know a lot of it was updating the, the equipment of our medical staff, whether computers and things like that that needed updating. Uh, and a lot of just the equipment that we use, not that it was out of date, but just making sure that all of that just fits the needs of what we're doing Mm -hmm. uh just the physical therapy the the feeding therapy just it's been a while since i've been able to be over at the patient services building just because we closed those off of course just to patients and our staff but uh it's been a while uh but the last time i was over there it may look different than uh than march when the last time i was over there but uh the the equipment that you've seen there when we're back to being able to have people in there for tours and everything it's really it's really cool stuff I, i never even thought of before
1: Anybody that's been into a doctor's office or a therapy center or a rehab center can can attest to the, the the amount of technology, computers, things that are beeping, things that you need, um, you know that that do add up, and and that's such an important uh, thing. One of the things I wanted to ask you about as well, when we're in the uh, in the topic, is uh, things for COVID that you guys might need, as far as face masks, hand sanitizer, things like that. Is there any need for any donations in that way from people in the community? Anything that you guys have said, you know this this would be helpful if we could have X Y Z, or if you know anybody has. Uh, you know, anything at home, any extra masks, hand sanitizers, things like that uh, for you guys as staff and volunteers.
2: Absolutely. And I'm really glad that you said that, uh, just because one of the things that we're looking for and in need of right now is for our medical staff. One of the things that, uh, of course, when things started, and we were slowly reopening our campus one of the things we implemented back then was each member of our staff was having to wear the the really big bulky n95 mask like the really hardcore uh medical mask Uh, and of course all the other required medical equipment as things have gone on and i don't want to phrase this as we've totally taken away all those restrictions but we've now gotten to the point uh, in the the reopening process and our protocols where our staff are able to wear surgical masks and those are the masks that you see that maybe they're giving out the front of stores or, or restaurants or whatever you may see the 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 blue front ones with the uh, the ear loops uh, and so we're really looking for those uh, right now we're in need of those just because we have such a great number of staff uh, and those are daily use only So we are going through, I I couldn't do the math right now if I tried, but uh, our staff is going through a high number of those in in any given week. So uh, that adds up. So any people that are, maybe have access to surgical masks or uh, would be willing to to make a donation to that, uh, we ask that you, if you can give us a call and reach out to us or just go to specialkidstn.com.
1: Fantastic. We actually just had a listener question pop up just as we were uh, talking about this, asking about rubber gloves. Is that something that you guys would need more of? I know those come in a, a box of a million, but they, they go fast, and you got to use a lot of them per day. Is that something you guys might need?
2: That's a good point, too. Uh, we do ask if they're non-latex. Okay. Uh, non-latex, just because of, of some children allergies, we try to go with the non-latex kind, uh, but that is also a great need as well.
1: All righty. Well, we're gonna catch our breath, take a look at that weather, and uh, take a quick commercial timeout. When we come back, I think we have breaking news. Do we have breaking news?
2: Uh, we do have some news that we can share this morning. All
1: righty, exciting stuff. So that'll be coming up here in just a second. Thanks for joining us on the Action Line, and we will be right back with Jake Wilbanks from Special Kids.
2: Guys, become mostly
3: sunny here this afternoon, high in the upper 40s. Winds out of the north of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 24. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 31.
2: A heart for healing.
4: When life challenges become a torrential flood, there are local doctors, nurses, and medical technicians who help you maneuver the swift waters.
2: Gordon Ferguson. President and CEO of St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital.
5: Endodontist James Woods is our Heart for Healing recipient. A patient said that their ability to eat without issues was solved by Dr. Woods. They had damage to their wisdom tooth along with the adjacent molar. It took several procedures, but Dr. Woods was able to do a root canal and save the adjacent molar. Plus. He did it without pain. Murfreesboro endodontist Dr. James Woods is our Heart for Healing honoree and receives dinner for two at the fabulous Alley on Main Street Restaurant. Submit your Heart for Healing nomination to WGNS. The Dave Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid off home mortgage
0: has taken the place of the BMW. Weekdays from one to four on WGNS.
1: Welcome back in. Right now, 8:25, the time, and 34 degrees for you out the door. Things starting to look okay out there. Is the fog breaking up for you, Jake? How was the drive in? Did you uh, see any of that patchy fog? Are we okay?
2: Very foggy. Very uh, foggy. I live off of a Memorial uh, Memorial, and um, it was very foggy coming in over this morning.
1: All righty. Well, there's our official WGNS weather update for you this hour. (laughs) Uh, So one of the things that I I love having you guys on is, you know, the the number of fundraisers and things like that that are so important to keep you guys going and and to help these kids and to keep the staff and the volunteers and everybody. And and you mentioned this, uh, you know, the COVID equipment, for lack of a better term. There's so much involved in, in being a nonprofit is. Uh, is tough especially this year we've seen so many businesses nonprofits struggle um, one of the things that you guys uniquely do that i love is some of these fundraisers and things the hope drive being one of the big fundraisers uh, but some of them once the summer and spring months kind of roll around um, the golf outing is one talk about that is, are we looking at that this year as a possibility i know last year it was it was kind of back and forth whether you can make it work or not how are we looking this year
2: Absolutely. And, you know, last year was such an interesting year. And and for it to be my first year uh, with the organization, really uh, a great testing ground for a lot of different ways and learning different ways that we can do some of these events. Uh, You know, we we did a socially distanced golf tournament. That was a first for us. We did a a virtual banquet. That was another first for us. And uh, just a lot of different things. Uh, I know our, our spring golf uh classic uh, has actually been already dated for may 6th and 7th uh, is one thing that we have dated for us uh one thing that we were kind of teasing there at the end of the previous block was uh talking about the special kids race which is a huge event for us and and that's such a i mean It's not uh, too adventurous to say it's probably our biggest fundraiser of the year as far as events go. Definitely our most popular just because we have so many people turn out for that. Uh, That is something that's originally we, we always do that at the start of March. Uh, and we put out the news a few weeks ago, right around Christmas, that we were going to push that to April of this year. I believe April 10th was the date for that. And, you know, we, we've met with some of our health officials. You know, uh, Murfreesboro Medical Clinic is a huge uh, supporter and a huge uh, partner in just planning the event, making it possible. And so we'd spent a lot of time just meeting with them, meeting with our board, and just talking with a lot of our uh, health officials, our planners. We've actually made the decision to push that race to the fall we already have a date for that that's saturday october 30th uh, and that's going to be different for us we know it's different for a lot of people but this is our 10th annual race and um and we know it's like i said it's going to be different than than what we've maybe usually been used to but this is just an event that deserves a lot of attention and it deserves a lot of involvement it deserves a lot of participation and there's deserves, deserves to be honored especially on its 10th year and so there's just still even The original thing that we would have planned it from would have been a year out from when everything really started. And there's just, there's a lot that goes into planning a race like that, especially when you try to have about 3,000 people out there for it. And there's just a lot of, there were a lot of questions around it and we've had a lot of bump in, bumps and cases recently, and so we've decided to move that to October, and that's going to give us a lot of opportunity to fundraise through the entire year. It's going to give us a lot of opportunity to get more involvement through the entire year, to just promote this thing throughout the entire year, and so we know there's a lot of uh, events around that time of year anyway, so uh, it's not totally uncommon to have a, re- a run in October, end of October, so hey, that's going to be really fun, and that's it gives us that much more time to prepare, so we hope everybody will Still register uh, and plan to be out there with us on Saturday, October
1: 30th. Wonderful. Now, I'm not a runner by any means, but I'm thinking maybe the October cooler months. Uh, could be good for the runners that could be good if i was out there running i I might like the the cooler weather so that could be a positive and i know uh, last year and the uh, year prior rather they uh you know the runners being out there a lot of those guys had shorts and t-shirts on and it was a little bit chilly i think was it two years ago it was a little bit chilly Was that last
2: year i want to say it was last year last year it it was my first race working i'd usually run in the race but uh, last year was my first year working it so we got out there like four or five a.m it was very cold it was it was chilly (laughs) Didn't,
1: didn't slow down those runners though they were ready for the challenge so Um, Wonderful. So that's going to be pushed back to October. Plenty of time to prepare for that. I know last year there were T-shirts available. And uh, even if you didn't want to run the race, if you say you didn't want to, but if you didn't feel like you could complete the race, I'm I'm talking to myself here, uh, there were still ways you could donate. You could still buy T-shirts. You could still be a part of the action. And, uh, you know, certainly that's something you want to do. We, We talk about the race, the golf. Uh, Hope Drive that encompasses two or three months out of the year, maybe. But you guys are twelve months out of the year. Absolutely. So for the rest of the year, uh, how do folks be a part of Special Kids? How do they donate? Is there a way to go online and do that? Um, are there any volunteer opportunities that, that you guys are looking for? Maybe not. You know, now is you know, people are social distancing, and that could be a little trickier nowadays to have folks in the office. You mentioned um, a lot of the workers and employees aren't even necessarily around each other all the time, but maybe, maybe a monetary donation, things like that, uh, just to drop off things you guys might need. What's the best way to go about that? Who do they reach out to?
2: sure absolutely and you know i mentioned earlier talking about the hope drive just setting us up in such a great place going into this year uh and that's really true just because it gives us that momentum uh but going into this new year even though hope drive technically ended on december 31st that's a year end uh annual campaign but going into this new year just because hope drive is over and again, we are extremely thankful for the success of that. But we still of course take donations year round. We're a nonprofit organization, uh the need goes on. Uh and so anybody that is interested hearing the words I'm saying this morning wants to find out more just about what we do. I know we, we haven't had much time to really just to scratch the surface of what we do. But if you go to specialkidstn.com or you can go to our Facebook, too, if you search for Special Kids Therapy and Nursing Center, there we have on there a lot of our services, just a really good encompassing view of what we do. Uh, And, of course, on there there's a donate button. You can always find all the ways that you can give to our mission, give to our organization, make a contribution there. We have an endowment fund. Uh, We have just year-round opportunities to give, make an impact, and make a difference, even if that's contributing to race, contributing just uh, in general. uh, It all goes to the same place, and that's to uh, helping our children, helping our families.
1: And I'll say it again, you, know, you guys had a unique challenge being a non-profit but also an essential business because you know you guys are needed. Families, children depend on you guys. Uh, but being a non-profit, you know, that's that's challenging in that way. So I think all of these little things, even if it's something small, even if a small donation or just dropping off some masks,
2: even if it's something small, uh, it makes a huge difference. Am I right? Absolutely. And, and every little bit helps. And, and that's just the same message that we get out to people for the Hope Drive. Hey, every little bit helps. so everyone contribute because we know, hey, You can't take anybody's financial situation for granted. We definitely knew that. We understood that. Uh, And that makes the, the generosity that we've seen from this community all the more special.
1: Absolutely. So, some homework for our listeners: if you want to check out that website, check out their Facebook page. There's pictures from previous races, uh, just to go back and you know see some of the kids you guys. I think that's you know one that can be powerful is just to go on the website and uh, see some of these kids that you guys work with, and uh, you know those are the people you're directly impacting with uh, with your generosity. If you can donate or uh, volunteer. So, well, Jake, any final thoughts this morning before we wrap up? I wanted to thank you again for uh, coming on.
2: Well, we just want to give one last thank you uh, again. Thank you to everybody. Uh, answered prayers uh just god always providing what we need and and making just making that generosity multiply so thank you to everybody that gave thank you to everybody that's listening uh, and thank you to everybody that will give and will contribute and be a part of our mission
1: all righty well we'll talk to you guys again soon love to have you on again before too long and uh you know keep the folks uh, updated on what you guys have going on if you guys need anything in the meantime you let us
2: know we look forward to it thank you so much
1: all righty thank you all righty. We're going to continue the action line here coming up in just a few minutes. We're going to take a quick breather, grab a cup of coffee, and we'll be right back with our second guest this morning as we talk with Sean uh, Gillen to talk about a new primary hope clinic that uh, could be popping up in the Smyrna area. Why is this important? Well, our community is growing, 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 growing. So we're going to talk about that and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes.
0: Doctor mornings with WGNS weekday mornings at nine. The Truman Show, Rutherford issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10 on the stations of WGNS.
5: If you could use a little more tranquility in your life,
4: and let's be honest, after the last year we all could, then consider a home aquarium. Multiple studies have shown that aquariums reduce stress, elevate mood, and lower blood pressure. Here at Animal City, we have all the supplies and knowledge needed to create your own aquatic oasis. This is Amanda at Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family.
5: We are happy to put our 30 years of pet experience to work for you.
1: 919 Northwest Broad Street.
6: Is your phone a pain in the neck? Clickly can help. This is Soundbites, and I'm Jan Ziv. You know the pose, head hunched over, eyes squinting, phone tilted, and there you are, frozen in the moment, immersed in whatever's on your screen. And then you wonder why your neck hurts, why your shoulders ache, why your back keeps you awake at night. No doubt about it, your phone. And how you use it is the menace to healthy posture. But if your phone's an Android, there's help from Plickly. P-L-I-C-L-Y. Plickly. It's a sensor app that tells you when you're holding your phone in a way that that leads to neck and back pain. If you slant it at more than about 30 degrees, you're slouching and you're going to pay for it later. Plickly trains you to avoid this habit and your neck, your back, your shoulders and your sleep will thank you for it. Get Plickly at Plickly.com. With soundbites, I'm Jan Ziff for CBS News.
3: Hey everyone, it's Jeff Gerstmann from GiantBomb.com and I'm here with the latest from the world of video games. Both the PlayStation 5 and the new set of Xbox consoles are out there, but will you actually be able to find one? And which one is the right one for you? Those are the questions as we kick off a holiday shopping season that's unlike any other. Part of it depends on where your friends play games, but with more and more games supporting cross-play between systems, that's less of a factor. The hardware itself has a few differences, with the Xbox Series X seeming to be the most powerful, though the PlayStation 5's cool controller and faster load times are flashy, too. On the Sony side, you get the PlayStation brands and their own games. That's not a huge lineup right now, but they've got a new God of War game on the way, as well as Gran Turismo, Ratchet & Clank, and Horizon. The Xbox side of things has a couple of secret weapons. First, there's Game Pass, the Netflix-style subscription service that lets you play hundreds of games anytime you want. It's a seriously great value. The Xbox line also has the lower-powered Xbox Series S, which is $299. For more news and reviews from the world of video games, find me at GiantBomb.com.
0: This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car, and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to. Curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro. Visit us online at demasrestaurants.com.
6: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com.
5: Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County. But will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, Capstar.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Now more
0: than ever, start your mornings with WGNs, the Action Line with Bart Walker, weekday mornings at 8:10 on WGNs AM/FM online.
1: Welcome back into News Radio WGNS. Right now, 8.38 the time as we kick off the second half of the action line. Wanted to thank everybody for joining us this morning, and uh, thank Jake Wilbanks for getting in here this morning bright and early to discuss the Hope Drive with Special Kids TN, and uh, certainly a lot going on there, folks. I I can't reiterate, if you can uh, be a part of that, donate, help, volunteer, uh, just support what they do, go on social media, like the posts. I mean, even that goes a long way, but... uh, You know, truly a uh, great group of folks there who uh, got us started this morning with Special Kids Tennessee. So, I love having those guys on. Thanks to them again. And uh, thank you for all those who are joining us and making us part of your morning, whether you're on the dial at AM 1450 or uh, perhaps listening on the FM side 100. .5, .5, 101.9, or maybe you're checking us out online on WGNSRadio.com. Perhaps you're listening to us on your phone or tablet on that handy-dandy app. Yes, yeah, lots of ways to listen in and uh, get all that action. So thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, being a part of it. All righty, we would bring in our second guest now. It's Sean. Uh, getelend and he's going to be joining us to talk about a new project coming up in Smyrna, a new primary hope clinic that uh, we're looking to get kicked off here in the next couple of years. I know that's a a long process, but I'm going to turn it over to Sean now to discuss that a little more. Sean, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us this morning. So, exciting news, especially for those who uh, have lived here and they know Rutherford County is just growing, growing, growing. So, this is Um, you know something that's that's going to maybe help those folks who have maybe had long lines or uh, just you know thought maybe they could use a a closer home base for for primary hope clinic uh, things like that and uh, you know looks like maybe there's a new one popping up in Smyrna kind of the talks are kind of rolling so I wanted to turn that over to you to kind of update the folks on uh,
4: what we need to know and uh, what we can expect here in the next uh, coming year. Well sure I appreciate it it is exciting for for us and hopefully for everybody else we uh um, it, it's hard to believe, but next year, primary care and hope clinic will celebrate our 30th anniversary here in Rutherford County. And, um, we, we've tried to grow, uh, the services we provide and the number of patients that we can see over those, over those 30 years. We first opened in Smyrna in 2012, because we knew, you know, it's, it's a, it's a large and growing community and not just Smyrna, but Smyrna and Laverne, the entire North end there. But when we opened, uh, the CEO of Stonecrest Hospital was on our board of directors and really saw that we might be able to help uh, with a lot of the patients up there. We opened in a one provider, three exam room suite in the Physicians Building next to Stonecrest Hospital. I think that first year we saw 672 patient visits, which we thought was pretty good. But it didn't take us long to realize that there was not as much we could do with that small of a site. And we, we tried to squeeze everything we could out of it. But in 2015, we moved across town next to the bowling alley and leased a site that had three providers and nine exam rooms. So we tripled the number of space. But within seven months, we were at capacity. <laughs> so um, between the patients who were coming here that lived in the north end of the county and, and new patients, we... Uh, we maximized that site really in just the first year that it was open. And and we've been around 8,000 visits at that site in Smyrna ever since then. Um, so we know that clear, clearly there's a demand and there's a need. Um, according to the Census Bureau, there are 25,000 people in Smyrna and Laverne who are under 200% of poverty, which is sort of the meat and potatoes of, of our, of our um, uh, population that we're trying to serve. And so there's plenty of need for that, but then also we know that there are patients in that part of the county who are driving by our Smyrna site now to come here because we simply don't have the space to add new patients there. And then also medical patients who are seeing providers in Smyrna who are coming to Murfreesboro because another part of what we've tried to do with our mission is to expand into behavioral health, which is very needed. We've added a pharmacy which provides, you know, tremendous benefit to our patients. And those are things that we can't do in Smyrna because of the size of the facility. So when we opened there in 2015, um, we knew that we needed to lease that facility, but after having looked around, we also knew that we were gonna have to make preparations to build something bigger. And we wanted to kind of duplicate the success of what we did in 2008 with our site on Hope Way behind New Vision Baptist Church. And um, so we we looked around and found some land and uh, we had we purchased half of the property. the The developer donated the other half, and uh, we've been trying to make preparations to, to build on that side ever since then. Fantastic. So you mentioned a couple of the uh,
1: a couple of the services you guys are trying to provide. But if for somebody who's going to come into the primary hope clinic, uh, what are what are maybe the general kind of things you guys will see in there? What what different services do you guys provide normally? Um, you know, on the day to day for folks who who may be coming in.
4: Well, for you know, for nearly thirty years, we've been providing primary medical care. So you know, we. We, we, um, and we're not, just, we're not just an urgent clinic, um, it, but, but we really want to take care of the whole person's needs. And So part of that was the expansion into behavioral health care. We have counselors who do, who do traditional counseling as well as integrated counseling um, in team with the medical provider. And then we have other uh, behavioral health providers who are able to, to write medications and, and do medication management for, for behavioral health therapy. Um, we've also added, a, a, we have a registered dietitian who provides diabetes training and nutrition tra- counseling, uh, and uh, you know, several years ago, we added a full f- licensed pharmacy, and uh, we can get drugs through a, a federal 340B program that's similar to the program that the VA uses in rural hospitals, and uh, we can buy drugs, sometimes pennies on the dollar, and pass those savings along to our patients, and uh, all three of those have been tremendous, um, additions to the care we provide as well as x-ray we started doing that a few years ago so with
1: rutherford county growing as quickly as it is uh you know one of the one of the things you look for you need uh you know more police force more first responders more health care bigger right. schools more schools things like that all these things kind of ramp up um so why is it so important for you guys to put this new building in that's bigger that can serve more people uh is it just you know a big part of that is just to keep up with the
4: growth absolutely um uh, uh, the um in, since 2008, when we moved into our new facility, part of this was the new facility and part of it was the growth of our community. But in, in 2009, um, we saw 3,700 patients. Um, last year, we saw almost 12,000. <laughs> so we've tripled the number of patients that we've been able to see. The number of visits, we've gone from 13,000 to 40, over 40,000 visits. So. Uh, you know it's it's been tough keeping up with the demand in our community as i think every organization um would would appreciate that that um uh, it's a blessing to live in a growing community but it's imp- also important to understand that with that um you know not everybody who moves in is completely self-sufficient a lot of the folks who are moving in need services like this and like what special kids provides and, and other things so i think i think we're seeing a real strain on that
1: Alrighty. So one of the things that uh, we were talking about um, before we before we got you started here on the air was um, a number of different fund, uh, fundraisings and, and sponsorships and things like that to try to get this uh, project off. And if you would talk about that, where are we at as far as funding for okay. the project and, and what can folks do who are listening um, that at least want to be a part of it and want to be up to speed with what's going on? Where can they look?
4: Well, this, this hopefully will prove to be a good year. Hopefully it's going to be a good year for everybody and we're going to see some some, some help with uh, uh, COVID and the pandemic, but but for the primary care and hope clinic, we hope to really to get started with our, our construction this year. And, and with that comes an effort to um, to help with our fundraising that's gonna focus more on small businesses who wanna be a part of what we're doing and individuals. Um, we, we've we've been blessed having been around here for so long. Um, the other part of our story is that at one point, there were five employees of the primary care and hope clinic Uh, now we have about 95 and, uh, three of those initial five are still running the organization today. So our CEO, uh, Lisa Terry, CFO and COO are, are still with us. And when you, when you've done that, when you've been a part of that growth, you know, we have people who have invested in us a lot over the years. So, um, uh, we've been a United Way agency for over 25 years. We've, we've got support from, uh, the HCA foundation and the, the healing trust for, for many, many years. And, um, so it's been natural to kind of go back to those people who knew us and knew what we can do and knew that we, about the services we provide. And they provide us to the, sort of the, the initial funding for the project and, and help us to get going. We have a lot of other uh, asks that are in right now with other foundations and, and uh, corporations, and, and, um, and we hope to continue that. But then this year, you're really going to see us focus on more uh, on the smaller giving that really helps us put us over the finish line. And talk about some of those small businesses. What role would they play in the
1: Hope Clinic? You mentioned, um, you know, that being part of the focus.
4: Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, a lot of the employees, uh, patients that we see who are uninsured, it, are are working, and um, and so we have a lot of small businesses who who have employees who have who have taken advantages of the services we provide, and they know that that's a a tremendous benefit. So I think we're going to see, uh, we have room sponsorships, uh, but, but if you if you don't have the money to do that, we're going to look at doing some brick campaigns where, where they can uh, purchase a, a, a standing memorial that, that recognizes either their business or somebody special. And I think that that's going to be a big way that a lot of those smaller businesses are going to give us something back.
1: Fantastic. And I love the, the uh, abbreviation on small businesses and, and kind of making that a vocal mm-hmm. point. I, I do uh, do love that idea. Uh, what does this mean for job opportunities moving forward? You mentioned five people were, were kind of your original yeah. five, now to 95. Do you expect that number to keep on growing with the new building?
4: It, it'll have to. Um, you know, the, the the fact is we, the way we provide that service is by hiring people. And, and, um, and that's been part of the Part of our financial plan and our, our business model has been that we want to try to limit the debt we have. Uh, we were blessed to move into our building that we're in now in hope way uh, with almost zero debt. and. Uh, thanks to the generous community, and, and we're hoping to replicate that in Smyrna because that frees us up to be able to hire people because that's how we provide the services. Um, you know, Nissan has to hire a lot of people to build cars, and so if they want to build more cars, they're going to have to have more people, and, and that's going to be the same for us. So we do hope that we'll be able to expand that staff uh, as we go forward. It's going to be exciting when we, when we hit the three digits, when we break the 100, 100. Absolutely,
1: supplies. absolutely. Um, you know, moving forward as well, one of the questions I had is, Uh, you know, as far as infrastructure that and and breaking ground on this project, it takes a little while to kind of get that thing off the ground. But you mentioned uh, breaking ground this year is a possibility. That's something you guys are kind of looking at.
4: It is a possibility. I'll I'll tell you a little bit about where our property is. Um, It's in a development called Smyrna Commons. It's right across the street from Nissan, uh, now that I mentioned Nissan. And uh, it's next to our parking lot will will be adjacent to the Tennessee College of Applied Technology, or TCAT. Mm -hmm um we'll look out the back of our building at the back of walmart there uh in smyrna so it's 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 in a very accessible location we feel like and um so that land is already purchased uh we we engaged jeff holmes was our architect and he designed the building um jeff is now the tennessee adjutant general so he he was in the guard and he got promoted by governor lee to the to the head of the department of the military so he had to turn our our design uh finished design over to a new architect but but that part is ready so um and we're we really are ready to uh, to start breaking ground on that facility
1: and any idea i know the building is going to be bigger and mm-hmm. and you know larger than what you guys are working with now any idea as far as square footage or anything like that as far as how big this thing is going to be or are you guys still working out those details no
4: it's it's all it's all fixed that's a twenty thousand square foot building uh to give some kind of um comparison, our facility on Hopeway is 27,000 square feet, so it's roughly the same size. Uh, it's gonna, we, we currently have nine exam rooms, uh, this will have 24 exam rooms, plus four behavioral health exam rooms, plus the dietician, so uh, it's going to be almost triple the number of capacity. Uh, upstairs will be a pharmacy, so we'll have a fully licensed pharmacy at that location as well as here, so we don't have to have people uh, driving down here just to pick up their medicines. Uh, it will have an x-ray suite and, and then the other big thing that we've we didn't appreciate maybe as much when we started this process is the parking lot um, because we because we don't own the space there we share a parking lot with all these other uh, agencies and with COVID it's been a real issue um, we've been trying to to do testing in the parking lots as much as possible to keep people from having to come in the building so we've you know we've done over th- around 3,000 3, COVID tests this year and, and and uh, a lot of those, most of those have been in the parking lot. Um, also, we're, we're working on being a, a vaccine point of distribution for the, for the vaccine. So have, having, a, having a parking lot has renewed significance in the middle of this COVID. So I, th- I think having that extra space to be able to do, to do more things like this is going to be a big two.
1: That was a good timing because one of the listener questions that popped up I was going to ask you about was uh, COVID care. What what is this new building going to mean for the fight on COVID, as far as vaccines, as far as testing, and things like that go? Right. If you could elaborate on that a little bit.
4: Sure. Um, you know, for the for the test, that's that's been one of the struggles. Is, is that uh, I'm proud to say that we we haven't closed one day at any of our sites because of COVID, and we we've appreciated the role we have to continue to provide care for diabetes and these other things while we addressed people's issues with covid Uh, we diagnosed our first positive patient march 16th and we've been we've been testing ever since then and um it's really important the the health department does a great job but but we we we've been part of that to be able to to give people an opportunity to come and and get that get that test Um, but to be able to continue to accommodate the regular behavioral health medical needs that they have We've had to add telehealth and and that's been a blessing and and, uh, uh, we check patients in from the parking lot and new technology to allow them to do their paperwork online through a secured uh, portal and and all sorts of things to to allow us to keep doing the business of the day while we're responding to COVID. Now we're looking at the vaccine so we've had to purchase additional refrigeration um, at all of our sites and and that will again be a big part of this to have areas to store the vaccine that's not ready to go out, and then to have another place to store it as we're administering the vaccine. Uh, it, it's really tricky, and I'm not a I'm, you, you don't have a medical professional here with you, but but I know that um, there there's time requirements when you when you thaw it out before you can uh, give it. So it's 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 going to be helpful to have that extra space, not only to provide. Um, care for this but to, to continue to do all the other things we're doing
1: absolutely a good sign of things to come as well as uh, that'll be ever important here in this next year or two right. so uh, great news on that on that level uh, what other question we had come from a listener was asking about the behavioral health uh, chapter of what you guys are doing mm-hmm. if you could elaborate on that a little bit more what is sure. that going to look like and, and why is that something that you guys have uh, taken on as a uh, a task to kind of to kind of bring up in the new building
4: well um the studies have shown that one in five people will have a behavioral health condition develop over the course of their lifetime. And, and so even with it being such a common thing, there's, there still has been a stigma about receiving behavioral health care. And um, there's another community health center in Knoxville uh, that's uh, Cherokee Health that has was a pioneer in uh, developing an integrated behavioral health system. So the idea is that uh, if, you're, if you have diabetes and you're at the, your provider's office, Uh, And the provider detects that that in addition to your medical conditions, you have all this stuff going on in your life and at home and and you have some depression. uh, And that's really impacting your medical care. And you you may be resistant. That patient may be resistant to going somewhere and getting the therapy and and time may be a factor. Money may be a factor. But if we can pull in that behavioral specialist in the exam room where you're already comfortable um, working with the provider who's already working with you, and, and start that process of, of delving into those behavioral health issues as well, uh, then, then the successes are gonna be better. Um, the, we're gonna be able to provide that care. So we've been working on that model of having people at the ready to be able to work with the medical provider to, to get that care. Uh, we have other patients who, 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 you know, this is what they need and they come regularly for their counseling or for their medication management. Um, but it's really just a part about making that care more accessible. I think anybody you, you get from a community will tell you we don't have enough behavioral health providers in the community. And um, part of that has to do with reimbursements. I mean, medical providers need to get paid and <laughs> they have to go through a lot of schooling. So, you know, they've got to do that. But if the reimbursements aren't well enough, I think you have to make it work as part of a, an integrated process even for that. So um, that that's what we offer. We have a psychiatrist. We have uh, psychiatric nurse practitioners who can all do medication management, as well as uh, licensed clinical social workers who can do their traditional counseling and therapy, and 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 all working in tandem with the medical providers because we are a whole person, not just little bits of ourselves.
1: So it sounds like uh, you know uh, the mental and physical uh, health worlds do overlap, and that that is something that Absolutely. that we're learning.
4: Yes, absolutely.
1: Well, that's uh, you know a lot of promising stuff that uh, that you talked about this morning. A lot of great news. A lot of things to be positive for and look forward to in the new year. Uh, very excited for the new building and uh, to see what you guys can do as you expand and uh, you know bring us uh, more you know uh, health resources here to Rutherford County and ever growing community. I think that is very important. So uh, as we wrap up, we got about two minutes. Any final thoughts this morning? I know we could probably go all day, but um, just you know any any final thoughts for our listeners as we wrap up today?
4: Well. Um, Yes, just that we we have a website, it's hopeclnc.org, but um, my daughter tells me people don't enter websites, you just Google it. And so if you Google the primary care and Hope Clinic, you'll you'll come right to us. And, and that should provide more information as, as we go forward on the capital campaign and on the progress of the site. Um, we do have uh, four sites uh, in addition to the one on Hope Way A lot of people know us for our site next to Patterson Park Community Center on Mercury Boulevard, which is a partnership with Murfreesboro Housing Authority, and we've had that for several years. Uh, The site in Smyrna that I mentioned, but we also opened in Shelbyville a few years ago, and and, um, we provide care regardless of their ability to pay. So we have a number of patients that that are uninsured, and we offer a sliding fee based on your household income. So we want, to, we want the care to be accessible, so we want to make it affordable to you. But we have many patients who are insured and just choose to get their care from us, hopefully because we do a good job. And uh, you know, we can bill for that care, and um, that helps us to provide and fill in the gaps for the, for the patients that don't have any insurance.
1: Well, we're certainly lucky to have you guys in our community and have you guys in our corner. And uh, again, excited and uh, you know, excited to see what happens and hopefully break ground this year. And uh, moving forward, a lot of exciting things on the horizon for uh, Northern Rutherford County. Thank you for having us. All right, Sean Gillett. uh, joining us this morning on the action line as we wrap up and I wanted to thank you again for stopping in. Wanted to thank Jake Wilbanks from special kids from stopping in and uh, for everybody who joined us this hour and listening. Truman Jones coming up next with some live music. So keep it right here on News Radio WGNS. We will be right back.
0: Our family.